Welcome to this episode of the Going Off Topic Podcast. We're two hosts who are not charismatic enough for radio, but are self-deprecating enough for podcasting. That's right. We're about as authentic as a boy band with a 10-year contract. They don't happen, uh, Brandon. That's the point. Yeah. They don't I last know, 10 years. <laughs> I'm Brandon. And I'm Chris. And we are Going Off Topic. Okay, hold up. All right, so <clears throat> where did that come from? What, the boy band thing? Yeah, yeah. Did you just like have like your boy band Spotify playlist on your way over here or something, or what's up? Well, I can't confirm or deny that part, but I was just thinking the other day about like, uh, you know, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and, uh, you know, yeah. the other ones. 98. And well, uh, th- excuse they seem to have a shelf life. I mean, you're not wrong, but I mean, like, what about, I feel like the most underrated one is 98 Degrees. No 90, one ever yeah. talks about them. Yeah, they, 98 degrees doesn't get talked about much. If they were 100 degrees, people would be talking about them because that's 100%. They went with 98, so they get lost in the shuffle. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but here we are talking about 90s boy bands. But, you know, we don't have enough credit for that anyways. But Were the Lost so Lonely many- Boys uh, a boy band technically? I mean, it's got boys in the name, so maybe not. I have maybe never I'm- even heard of them. I don't know. What are the Lost Lonely Boys doing these days? They were so big in like 2003. Chris, you're asking the wrong guy here. I really didn't get too much of that stuff. I don't have much credentials for that. But I know someone who does have enough credentials, which is our guest today, Lawrence Williams. How's it going? Woo! It's great to be here. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, You know, sipping on some teas. Just had some some chicken wings for dinner, uh, podcasting here, and I feel fantastic tonight. (laughs) Where where, where do you stand on the boy band thing, Lawrence? See, I am more of a gospel R&B kind of guy. So when it comes to boy bands, I'm thinking, of course, the greatest boy band of all time in gospel music definitely has to be commissioned. Um, so that's that. Um, <laughs> I don't think they lasted 10 years though. Okay. See, so does my yeah. theory still apply at the moment? I honestly think it would because I don't think that, but Maybe. the thing is they have been, of course, this, this band is huge. Think Backstreet uh, Boys, what they were back in the day. Think mm-hmm. commission. That's what commission is to gospel. And okay. they have been on tour. They've been doing a few little tours uh, these past couple of years, just like reunion tours, something like that. And yeah. there is not one stadium that they have done uh, this reunion tour in that hasn't been sold out. So, mm. so there's there's a market there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, I I also kind of think too that like you know obviously there's been some rare exceptions like Justin Timberlake for instance, but like most people in a boy band they really don't go too far out or they just stick to what they got kind of thing because I can't think of anybody else besides JT that like did anything more than what they were back like in the 90s or early 2000s. I mean, unless I can't think of anybody else right now. Gosh, you guys what was can, the but... one that was so popular just recently? Like like think like 2009 to 2014. Like, I'm Jonas totally, Brothers? Not Jonas Brothers, but in that time period. I'm totally forgetting. One Direction? Yeah, or... that's it. One Direction. Yeah, yeah One yeah. Direction is pretty good. The, yeah. you see, the thing is, though, just with the whole music industry period, when you enter the music industry, 
industry as an artist or you're part of a band, the industry itself locks you in wherever you are. So you could be very creative and you may want to switch genres or cross genres or do something else creatively with your music. But right, your label, your your producers, your A&R team, they won't allow you to do that because you are at this point your brand. And they yeah. have to sell that brand. And if if Justin Timberlake started singing gospel, we'll all lose our heads. <laughs> I, honestly, I would love to see Justin Timberlake's take on gospel. I could I could see him doing all right. Know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he could. I think yeah. he could. Yeah. R and B R and B's got a, a um, one of our our white brothers. That's what I call him because he is a brother now. He has, <laughs> he has he has his honorary brother degree. <laughs> uh John B, right? John B is a white guy. Oh yeah, yeah. White boy, and mm. he has just an amazing voice. He's amazingly talented. Um, mm-hmm. and he is like in the RB scene, like full blown. Yeah. If John B came out right now with something that sounded like Justin uh Timberlake or even Justin Bieber, then we'll really lose our minds, right? Because he's <laughs> locked into that genre, whether he likes to be or not. Man, I'll tell you, Usher. Usher called Justin Bieber like early. Like he he like saw immediately. He's like, yep, this guy right here. He knows what he's he's gonna be the next big thing. So Usher was ahead of the game on that. He was. He was. I give him that. He was de- he definitely saw something in Justin Bieber mm-hmm. that other people, including me right here, didn't see. <laughs> but I think it was I'll own up to that too. <laughs> and, and I'm not throwing no shade on Mr. Justin Bieber. Uh, I'm all for him. But the, I think his problem, the, the problem, it wasn't his problem. The problem mm-hmm. for me was, number one, of course, you know, he was a young guy. He was a young yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, he had all the girls. And then his first song was, baby, baby, baby. Yeah. I hated that song. <laughs> no one liked it. So much. You, you could walk in any classroom in America. You could walk in any place in America, play that song, get like all of the little teenage girls would be jamming to it and rocking out at the Justin Bieber flags and t-shirts and stuff. And like all of us guys, like we heard it once and we were just over Steaming. It. I was yeah. <laughs> we're done. I'm done with this. Like, yep. I, I'm not about this like, you know, I mean, none of that just makes me think of like 2009 all over it. Cause like a lot of like, you know, kids are trying to like replicate that, like Ryan Sheckler kind of like haircut that he yeah. like, had, like a bowl. Yep. Just like, <clears throat> just like, we don't know. And I understand you know, like style always goes in and out, like as the times go on and everything like that. But man, we could have done better back then. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just history in general. You look back and say, mm, we could have done better. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> literally. <laughs> that is literally all of history, especially, especially yes. American history and music history. Absolutely. Yep. But you know what, though? There are some of those classic school and high school that I still have to listen to till this day. The other mm-hmm. day, I found myself uh, while I was at work. Just singing in my head. I don't know if you remember this song. I honestly don't even remember who sings it, but you know, it's a song. We stay fly, no, no lie. lie. You, you know this. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, Boy. why am I singing this song? <laughs> I had to think of Usher's uh, single at that time. When that song came out, Usher had a song out um, that had just came out at the time. 
And that was a really, really good song, but I forget the name. <laughs> was it was it Burn or Confessions? I, yes, yes, that's it. That's it. Let it let it burn. Oh I man. Oh, yeah, I love that, that music video. I used to watch that on MTV TRL all the time. <laughs> I, the other one that came to my mind the other day was back when I was at my middle school dance in sixth grade and everybody was uh breaking it down to uh Nelly, it's getting hot in here. And oh, yeah. at the time, you're like, yeah, this is normal. But I like reflect back on that. I was like, we were a bunch of sixth graders jamming out to, it's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was crazy. I, mean, I can't believe how much we got away with when it came to those kind oh, of dances, yeah. too. I think the early like, 2000s were just wild. You know, it, it's it's cool because I think it was like episode two or three of our podcast, like uh-huh. way back when, like we had like music that we listened to like back in those days. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, yeah, a majority of the stuff would probably be at these dances. And I'm like, they're definitely not age appropriate at all. But obviously as edgy teenagers, we want to be like the big kids. So we want to listen to edgy music. So it's like, get out of here. <laughs> What's that one? The, the electric slide? Do you think they still do that? That one's timeless. The cubic shuffle? Yeah. Cubic shuffle. There we go. Slide yeah. to the left. Slide to the right. Crisscross. <laughs> Everybody clap your hands. Copyright. <laughs> Definitely my favorite part. I can remember going in class, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, just yelling, Everybody clap your hands. And like everybody would start clapping their hands. <laughs> Highlight of my life. It was the start of my music career, really. <laughs> Honestly, it is that is the best part of the song. And it's yeah. like everybody knows it too. It's kind of like if you're in Texas and you just decide to shout out in the middle of public, the stars at night are big and bright. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter. You'll get their claps and you'll hear all the rest of the people in the crowd, deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Now, one song that I did not know, I was definitely outside of the loop on this. I'm born and raised in Detroit. Uh-huh. And of course, you know, gospel music, hip hop, rap, R&B. That's what I was surrounded by. Basically, they call it here black music. And anyway, <laughs> when I came to uh, Grand Rapids and, and I went to Grand Valley, the one yeah. song that I heard constantly freshman year was I don't even know the name of the song, but it goes "Sweet Caroline." <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I want to apologize white, for white people's like greatest hits. <laughs> I tell you, there were numerous times I was ready to throw myself off of the blue bridge. Lawrence, you're not alone. I can't stand that song. Oh it's, man! No, it's that one, and then there was the Billy Joel Piano Man song. Like it's legit like the white people anthem <laughs> yeah yeah probably anything with neil diamond and journey yeah journey is definitely oh. <laughs> don't stop uh. believing yeah that, that oh yeah <laughs> yeah the, the part what, what does it say uh born and raised in south Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> we would go to the football game and like of course when that song would come on i had never heard it but well i take that back i did hear it one time because i had to play it in the piano recital in high school but yeah coming to when i got to allendale right this is you know the whitest of white schools the whitest of white towns yep. 
and that song come on in. Everybody's yelling at that particular part, born and raised, born and raised in South Detroit. Me being from Southwest Detroit is just sitting there like, what the hell y'all talking about? Number one, <laughs> South Detroit doesn't exist, number one. So it's either Southwest or it ain't South Detroit. That South Detroit doesn't exist. South Detroit is like not Detroit. It's South of Detroit. That's number one. Yeah. And number two, have y'all even ever been to the city? I understand y'all. <laughs> Y'all want to be proud about the fact that Detroit is being represented, but it really doesn't apply to you if you never lived there and you've never yeah. been. So yep. right. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. While we were talking about this, I just couldn't resist. I had to Google white people songs and there is actually oh, a top 20 and it's like, don't stop believing number one. Then we have <laughs> Wonderwall by Oasis. Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi and oh, Sweet Caroline. Yep, Sweet Caroline's mm. up there. Ice, Ice Baby, Vanilla Ice. Uh, we got Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Eye of the Tiger. Oh, there, if there was anyone, that would be it right there. Like <laughs> apparently, every white person on earth has that like memorized to a key, and I I don't. But I'm like, how do and, you guys know this stuff? <laughs> yeah, and totally not surprising. Dancing Queen by ABBA and Cotton Eye Joe also made the list. <laughs> See, the world is making a lot more sense now. <laughs> described white people perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And and notice that all these songs are associated with drinking. Yeah. Literally every time someone's drunk, they're going to... Anytime, Sweet they're going to just... Yep. All the time. And go figure that that's how it's going to roll. Otherwise, you know what? That's the thing. They don't rec- memorize the um, the lyrics unless they're drinking. That's their power. <laughs> that could work. That could work. I don't know. I've never had a sip of uh, alcohol in my entire life. But yeah. I do know that when people get drunk, they just start remembering things that uh, they have never been able to remember, which is why <laughs> I don't mind hanging around drunk people because a drunk mind has a sober tongue. Every single thing you need to know, a drunk mind will tell you straight up. We don't have That's to true. waterboard people. All you have to do is get them drunk. I don't understand. <laughs> you just give them some tequila. <laughs> exactly. Yep. yep. Um, uh, you know, tequila I, board. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk. I'll okay. talk. Just take the cloth off. I'll drink it. <laughs> okay. I Chris, Lawrence, I got to rant about something here really quick. Yeah. So, um. The other the other day, my grandpa celebrated his 80th birthday. Like, mm-hmm. pretty big moment, you know, that's, eight yeah. decades. That's a big that's deal. That's pretty awesome. And I couldn't go see him, but I still wanted to give him a, you know, a, a gift card and a birthday card to just be like saying, hey, you know what? Happy birthday. Glad you're here because otherwise I would not be here kind of thing. Okay. But I was th- a little concerned the where this was going at first because the conversation was from waterboarding to grandpa's birthday and I wanted to get him something special. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad my expectations were subverted there. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Continue. No, you're, no, you're good. It, you're just... You're just giving out everyone like saying, hey, calm down, listeners. This is not what Grandpa you think it is. Grandpa is not getting waterboarded He today. is okay. He is okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, when, when you, at least for me recently, when you go through the, bir- the like, the gift card, the birthday card section at a convenience store, uh-huh. you never find the right card. You never do. Because it's two extremes. 
So what we got going on here is we got the very sentimental, very serious cards, which uh-huh. on some occasions might be good, you know, but this is just, you know, my grandpa's birthday. So I'm like, okay, I want something a little bit more lighthearted. But then you get the absolute trash, unfunny <laughs> birthday cards. And there's different types. I don't know if you've ever recognized this or not, but there's like a few types of them. So the first type is the goofy animals one. So, so this one has like a very like smooth texture, very cheap. They usually have googly eyes. They're fake actually doing fur. something. Yep, yep. Yep. And they do something very human, like, you know, mowing the lawn or drinking a beer or, you know, um, animals aren't on a supposed computer. to do that. Happy birthday. And they have no car. They have no text inside the card. It's literally just the animal. And then you open it up. So that's and the it's usually one. a bad pun. Even even I have to say yeah. those puns are bad. <laughs> so that you you have that and then there's the other ones so the other another one is the drinking one so there's yeah. birthday cards out there that just focus way too much on alcohol like i'm talking <clears> like <throat> wow hey you're turning 50 have a beer and it's like this is a birthday you're turning card. 10 have a beer <laughs> <laughs> it's like get Welcome the, get the, the culture started early <laughs> so like you have that one and then the third one you have is the wow, you're really old birthday cards. So once again, old people doing young people things or, you know, wow, you're such a dinosaur or yeah. like your wow. social security number is one. <laughs> <laughs> OK, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and then finally, we have bathroom cards. That's what so I was just about I'm to talking- say. I was going to say farts. Yep, farting, poop, pee, all the disgusting stuff, like, they diaper. put it out on there. Yep, diaper, like, literally anything. Just and throw it in a card. So, it's like, either those pieces of trash or a very serious sentimental one. Why can't there be something in between? I, I, I still am trying to find some. I did find a card, by the way. Like, I had to choose the sentimental route. But I'm thinking, like, why can't there be, like, a decently funny card and not, like you know, what we see at every mire, basically. I think the, the, the simple answer is it's hard to be funny. And it's hard to be funny consistently. Uh, and to be paid yeah. to be consistently be funny. Uh, and I think the reason all of these niches you've accurately described are so prevalent is because they're the safe, funny things that other companies feel like they can just dive back into and then their cards just blend in with all the other ones and it's like well we're just you know we're playing the meta you know we're, we're just yeah. going with the strategy i guarantee if somebody else found like some new undiscovered funny card all the other ones would be like hey that's good let's hammer that and beat that horse till it's dead well right, i mean an right. already dead horse yeah i think i think that's definitely my my take on it too i think the the safe part right because when you get older the only thing that's funny at this point is usually sex jokes or <laughs> you know self-deprecating humor right mm-hmm. and so yeah. it's hard to get that on the card especially for for some people because what you can say in one circle you just bet not ever say in another circle exactly so they just go yep. with what they what is safe for kids to look at in case mm-hmm. they see it walking down the aisle? And that's what you get on the show. Exactly. But it's funny, though, because there's some of those cards, though, that are pretty, like, quote unquote, risque for, like, you know, a convenience store kind of thing. Like, I remember, like, one time I, I was, like, you know, getting groceries, like, uh, this past Sunday. 
and I remember I looked behind me, there was the birthday card area, and there's literally like two old ladies completely naked, just like riding a bicycle. And I'm like, it was like in black and white, but still I'm thinking like, how can they like sell this? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know, it's always funny because whenever you're in like a card aisle and you see a person with another person and they're obviously picking out a card for somebody else, it's always the same reaction. It's one guy who's picking cards, picking cards. He takes one, kind of chuckles him, so huh, and he kind of nudges the guy he's with. <laughs> yeah, funny, right? Yeah, he, he would find that funny. Yeah, let's get it. And then they just then they dip out. <laughs> so that's what it is. You know it's what? just like, yeah, yeah, this is good enough. Maybe maybe I have to go the expensive route and go to a Hallmark because these convenience store cards that's how ain't Hallmark just gets doing you. it for me. Yeah, that's, that's so stupid. They're they're monopolizing it, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, they they do have a good uh, a good idea, and I think it's just that, just like with with books, right? You got Barnes and Noble, you've got all of the other bookstores, Schuler Bookstores, you've lived in Grand Rapids. Yep. Uh, that that's home base. Um, so you got all of those good bookstores, and at the same time, right? Amazon is digital, or you know, they got the Kindle. Mm-hmm. For me yeah. personally, even though, and I had the Kindle, I had the Google Play books, I had all of the digital books, and I still got a lot of those books. It's something about having it tangible, like in my hand physically. And so I think where they get there from, like as, as much as you can just easily like get a gift card offline <laughs> to create something digital and send to someone, I rather much have it digitally. Although... I'm going to throw it away in about three or four weeks, you yeah. know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A nice gesture. Where do all yeah. these cards go? Like that is kind of depressing to think about. Like there, it's just, obviously I know they go to the dump and then they get burned with the toys from Toy Story 3, but it's like, like still. Oh, oh, Chris. That, that hurt my heart. It really did. <laughs> they no, it's like, same no, it's like a re- it's like a re-edit of like Toy Story three. And oh yeah, but the cards like, are all like yeah. There's like Happy Birthday Billy like on the side of like Woody <laughs> as he's going down. <laughs> oh, well, oh my gosh. well, Brandon, I also got to say you really bring up a good point. We're talking about like the the stereotypical like niches they fall into, but you also said there's the other side of it, and I just could not agree more that the other side is so depressing. Like, the cards oh are so unbelievably bleak on the other side of things. You'll open up a card and it'll say, sorry, your wife died of dysentery on the Oregon Trail. You know, <laughs> no, and you're no. just like... <laughs> you just... I, I wanted like something this. like, best wishes, sorry for your loss. Like, but why is it this dark? Well, you know, all the all the sentimental ones and all, like, the serious ones... I happen to be more expensive than the funny ones. Why do you have think you that is? Why do you think that because is? Because it's more artistic. There's more, you know, there's more spirals. There's like a ribbon the, on it. So that's or, the difference between a cheap card and an expensive one is somebody had good handwriting? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like clip art, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Somebody actually had to think about it. So you're getting charged for their thoughts, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like I, you got to be careful though. Like some of these cards are like really expensive. Like there's lots like six ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, and how do you like, feel about people throwing that out? Then it's like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this has got some expensive calligraphy on this. You can't just throw this away. I want to see this framed. When I come back <laughs> to your house a year from now, I better, I better see, it. see it. I know, right? The only time I I would spend that much money on a car is if when you open it, it played music. 
Uh, oh yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now it, I those feel are like... the hardest to shop for, though. Like you want to be alone when you're doing that because you want to like really sample them, and it's hard to look cool sampling cards in an aisle when other people yep. are around. You feel like you have to like yep. listen. Oh, okay, I got it. And then you shut it real quick. You can't be like, <laughs> it's a party in the USA. Ah. That's my problem. That's my problem. And if anybody out there, a black entrepreneur, you're thinking about starting a business, I want you to start a business making cards with black music in them. My hardest Please. part about finding a card is that there is no music that I listen to or that my folks would listen to. Like if I if I give my mother a card with some freaking party in the USA as popular as the song is. <laughs> She would probably stab me. Like that is not a gift to her. That's that's an annoying piece of crap to her. So, so we have to look at ways to diversify, like our genres, our music in those cards. That's just me. Yeah, I I completely agree. I feel like the 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 aisle will be a lot more entertaining as a result. Less party in the the USA, USA, more of uh, just better music. Exactly. Would. Would EDM music like hinder or improve on music cards? That's, That's my oh my gosh. gosh. Who are you gonna get, get that, that for? Like, 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 like oh, someone you're going to a rave with? Like for EDM? Yeah, just like, yeah, they just, like take the card up and they just open it. <laughs> Honestly, I I love. So I started listening to EDM music about probably two years ago. It was really like my first exposure to it. And yeah. I love EDM music now. Like, seriously. Now, I don't like the whole kind of... There, there's there, there's like a different type. Like, there's the EDM music oh, yeah. that is definitely for rages. But yeah, I, I kind of stay away from those because it, it reminds me so much of like the heavy metal, which is like a very, very much no-go for me. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's funny you say that. I love heavy metal. <laughs> I ain't hating on nobody. Lawrence don't hate... On nobody. I support all artists out there who are using their artistic abilities to create mm. music. I'm just saying, Lawrence is not listening to that. <laughs> to, to, in my defense, I only really listen to heavy metal when I'm working out. I don't want to listen to it if I'm trying to go to bed or if I'm doing something else. It's like you got to be in oh, the yes. right mood for it. The, the sweet sounds of Slayer to fall asleep to. Yeah. <laughs> Three inches of blood as I turn the pillow over. <laughs> You know, if I'm just like driving down Main Street or whatever, and then like, you know, I come up to someone that has like their windows down, they're just like having complete like death metal going on. And then like I look to them, you know, they're just like staring straight at the road, like with a smile. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> do you, yeah, do you could, need help? I couldn't do Are it. you lost? If you start introducing me at the, the UFC fights, because if I happen to be a wrestler, I do do kickboxing. That's fun, though. But oh, if I were yeah. like in a real boxing fight, my introduction music would be some like smooth R&B or Ooh. even some gospel. Like I used to, my roommate used to always laugh at me because I play a lot of Grand Theft Auto. I love Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. And now here it is. I am a worship leader at a church. I've been in church all of my life. And so many times, right, when I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, I like to play with music. It just pumps me up. It gets me in the game and I can Mm -hmm. handle my business. And here I am. I'm playing Grand Theft Auto and I'm yelling at the screen and I am blasting the most Christian of gospel music. (laughs) 
is the, I know it's the most confusing thing, but don't play with me, okay? If I am, if I got the controller in my hand on Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty, and I got the gospel music in my ear, you dead. You uh, is dead. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you from like a WWE perspective or like UFC, that's a great way to get into your opponent's head. Like they're coming out to heavy metal, they're coming out to like hard hip hop, and then you come out and it's like all of a sudden gospel music. That's the person you got to worry about. That person ain't playing around. <laughs> it, it, the wrestlers that have the classical music, they are not to be messed with. <laughs> oh, that's certified crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if you have gospel music going on at like a WWE match, you got the Lord right behind your back, man. <laughs> That's why they don't do it. <laughs> and then I can come out once once I lose about a uh, hundred more pounds and gain some muscle. I can come out then half naked with just like my 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 speedos on, like they do in WWE. And upon my speedos, I could just have a scripture up on my butt. <laughs> I can have a scripture, bust out my gospel music, and then beat up everybody. I think that would be a great way to get people to go to church. <laughs> so chris i heard you have a very special philosophical ponderings for us oh by the way <clears throat> philosophical ponderings there we go okay sorry just had to throw that in there love um, that yeah, jingle. I you got it's so so good thank you Thank you so much for that website that I use. It's just amazing. I won't say their name. so. Um, but I heard that you have a really interesting uh, philosophical pondering question for us today. Okay. So I've sort of been thinking about this for at least 24 hours. Let's just go with that. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> so a lot been, longer than I thought. Oh, <laughs> so something I think would be interesting to explore is if you could invite three people from any time period in American, no, not American, human history, world history, human human history, I, I was right the first, human history, uh, and bring them back and they would just be living in this time period, who, what three people would you pick to come join the fun that is 2020? And that could, be, and it could be any context. It could be you want to see how they react to something. You want to see how they adjust to the new world. You want to see mm -hmm. if they can contribute something to this world. Uh, and it can be in anything. It can be music, it can be comedy, it can be, you know, world leaders. It could be, uh, you know, uh, anybody who, like a, someone who maybe was cut short before, like they, they passed before they could do more, or like a scientist maybe. Um mm -hmm. And so the three that I sort of like kind of came up with, and I have different reasonings why, is yeah. uh, uh, one, I would say Tesla. I think it'd be great to have Tesla in today's day yep. and age because he was such a brilliant scientific mind back in his early days when, you know, science was really starting to rev up and, you know, engineering was sort of going hand in hand. And we we're just seeing a lot of cool inventions. And I would just love to see what Tesla could do in today's day and age with all mm -hmm. of the science we have, all this stuff. I mean, he'd probably spend, he'd spend like the first year or two just reading up on all the cool things that, that science has made since, since he was around. Yeah. Do you think he would sue Elon Musk for stealing his name? Yeah. He'd be like, okay, what's all this about? Mr. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then another person I had was Julius Caesar. Uh, and this one is a little more complex because, 
Julius Caesar has got a lot of pros and cons in terms of where he stood in history. And that's exactly why I wanted to sort of see for him. It's more I want to see how he would react to joining this century, you know, with just the whole world looks completely different. His empire no longer exists. You know, Rome is just a part of Italy now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And basically he doesn't. You know, the technology is so advanced, so there'd be multiple layers to seeing his reaction that I'd be interested in, in terms of, oh my gosh, it's like there's no more swords, you know, the clothing is different, money is different, empires, state lines, country lines are all different, and the empire I worked so hard to build up is now completely gone. And now there's bigger, better empires all over the place. And... I think that would be pretty sweet. Um, and then my last person I had was uh, the one, the only, Teddy Roosevelt, just because I think <laughs> I would love to see what kind of crazy antics he could bring to the modern time. Uh, and then maybe bring back the bull moose party, you know, and just, yeah, I, I, he was just like one heck of a dude in terms of, uh, extracurricular activities he would do i mean you know like you just I, he, he could not get away with half the stuff he got away with back in his time in terms of just venturing out into the wild and the wilderness and oh, yeah. you know, going on hunts and stuff and you know all the fighting and this and that and it just would sort of be interested to sort of see how he adapts to the new world I imagine he'd, lo- he'd he'd probably read a lot of Ernest Hemingway and drink, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's part of, part of it is not part of it is if if you want to see how they'd react. That's part of the question, and so those are kind of the three and for the different reasons I have. Uh, the fourth one would obviously be Harambe. Yeah. Oh Lord, Harambe! <laughs> Bring him back, that, Jesus! Please, <laughs> gone too soon. <laughs> You know, I was gonna say about Teddy Roosevelt because, um, I, 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 in my, in my personal opinion, um, I know it's a dangerous word to say nowadays, uh, <laughs> um, but to me, the reason why we have Woodrow Wilson in, like, as a president, we had was because um, Roosevelt and Taft fought against each other in order to gain the presidency, and obviously his leftover votes, Woodrow won, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually do not like Woodrow Wilson at all. And I think the reason why who does <laughs> exactly, but like, you know, I was just kind of thinking like, Mrs. You know, what Wilson, if Woodrow... Mrs. Wilson, to be fair, do we know that? Do we know that? <laughs> well, I guess Same. we don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was going to say that like, you know, I, I wonder how world war one would have like been different under Roosevelt or, yeah. you know, how, um, the upcoming, you know, like international, like tendencies would like be different because of him, kind of thing. So I, it's just more of like a what if kind of thing. But then I'm like, oh wait, never mind. We're in the timeline where Wilson won, so it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Uh, but what about you, Lawrence? What what would your three uh, deal be? Oh, I've been thinking it's so hard um, with these questions. I don't know because it, obviously there's a lot of people that I would like to bring. Exactly. Um, but um, I would definitely like to bring uh, my grandmother back who who passed um, yep. in 2010 um, because I think she would her take on everything would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> I would love to see 
how like somebody like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X would would yes. think yeah. about today's world. That's a good answer. And I would also like to see just for my amusement, like <laughs> if you could bring back like I don't know some the prince of Egypt or somebody you know from exactly. way back when just to yeah. see you know see them look at an iphone and go, <laughs> and go what in the world is this oh my gosh have king tut in the next apple commercial <laughs> we got king tut that sponsored the new iphone <laughs> i think it'd just be hilarious to see how they interact with technology and then the funny thing is right because of the the rona right everything yeah. is virtual so yeah. imagine yeah. like some old prince from you know 1588 or something trying to communicate with who he thinks is still his people through zoom it would be hilarious oh man i didn't think about that it's like, it's like wait, wait have you ever contacted people before it's like yeah totally through zoom it's like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah i know exactly that's and it's a great point that's why i brought up julius caesar is because i yeah someone really in the far back time just because for the entertainment value of seeing their reaction it would be yeah. hilarious i think for I me think i'll me. start off at the beginning the way back beginning and have the first caveman who invented fire to come back here because i want that enthusiasm i want that you know you know, absolute creative drive and I want him to or her I want them to basically say hey you know what tech industry here's what I got it's a f- plan on fire that's my motivation like, I want that back we need that drive back people because we owe everything to them exactly <laughs> that'd be my first one uh, my second one I would have um, I, it's kind of a tie of tie between these two guys because they're very similar but um, I would have like Plato or Aristotle come back and I would want them to like make a Ted talk and yeah. I want them to have the perspective of bay- way back when, and also of the current times and maybe the future as well. I want them to have their own perspective of uh, how we, you know, approach, you know, life and, you know, like obviously their view would be a bit more simplistic than we would, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, we're smart or anything like that, but like they had less to worry about in a sense. So I would like I would love to see what their perspective is on today's society compared to back in ancient Greece, in a sense. Um, and as for my last one, um, <laughs> this is my inner Brandon Pop coming out, I guess. But there is a certain filmmaker who passed way too soon. His name is Stanley Kubrick. And oh. each one of his movies is incredible. And he had like multiple projects ready to go. But unfortunately, he passed away in 1999, and I want to see those projects like the Napoleon movie come out or something like that. Like, please, I would love that. But, you know, that's just me. I know not too many people would want that primarily, but I just think it'd be really nice to have. Just saying. Well, either either that guy or what, what's the guy's name? I cannot believe I forgot his name. The Black Panther. Oh, Chadwick oh. Bosman. Yeah, Chadwick Bosman. Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh man, they wasn't that yeah. sad yeah. to find out when he he died. Well, they said he was filming even some of that movie yep. with yep. the cancer. Like that, oh. that makes like, him that much more badass that he just did all that and nobody really knew, and he, he just, just just he just dealt, he just with, dealt it. with it. Yeah. yeah. Just like Alex Trebek, right? The yeah. 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 There we go. Oh, yes. yes. 
another yep. one. <clears throat> um, if I had to pick three, those would be my three specifically. But definitely the uh, the caveman for sure. We need we need him. To, <laughs> we need that innovation back. <laughs> I want to. I would like to see how like the Wright brothers, the uh, inventors of the airplane. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. How they would do. <clears throat> I think yeah. that would be an yeah, interesting be- take on like today's technology. Well, I think the mm. one thing that I like about folks back then, and not to again, Lawrence, I'll be hating on nobody. I don't drink the hater rate, but <laughs> <laughs> so not to hate on what we do today with modern technology. But I feel like those folks back then, from music to creating um, products and and things, you know, necess- uh, items of necessity. Like they really had to spend a lot of time and they had a lot of heartbreak, right? They couldn't mm-hmm. go to oh, YouTube yeah. to find out how yep. to fix the car. Like they had to do this themselves. And it's always interesting to think about what it would be like if you br- brought some of those folks back mm-hmm. and oh, to yeah. see how much more they could be able to do with our modern technology. Like there is yeah. no way there would, I don't think there would even be an Elon Musk, let's say of Henry Ford, live till today right there 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 would oh, be yeah. because he would be reforming and revitalizing cars like we never seen them before mm-hmm. and i think it'd be mm-hmm. something that we never even thought could could happen yeah and i i just had a scary thought what if like the rockefellers were like still alive and like uh, they just yeah. got more and more money <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when rich people stay alive they just somehow come up on more money <laughs> i'm trying it's to- the only thing they're good at find my way through one of these suburbs in Grand Rapids, these very wealthy suburbs, and I'm looking for a wife. So if anybody out there listening, <laughs> and your, your bank account got some a lot of commas uh, in there on the uh, left side of the decimal. <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. We can have a conversation. We can talk about this. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you don't want it on the right side. That'd be uh, yeah. very bad. <laughs> I, and I, I don't think- need no debts. I, I think another special mention I'd probably have is uh, Princess Diana, just because, uh, yeah, talk about someone who mm. went too soon. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, and just to see, you know, uh, you know how she would, you know, navigate the world that we live in now. Yeah, a lot of like humanitarian work she did too. So like, you yeah, know, it's kind of, you know, um, at, at least in the latter part of her years, like imagine what more she would have done you know, if she didn't, you know, pass too soon. So it's like, you know, I guess that's like a, a thought too. Cause like you, you think of like, you know, notable people, like, you know, political leaders or, you know, um, celebrities or just like people in our lives. It's like, you know, what more could they have done, but also take, you know, account for the things they have done already. You know, I, I guess, for example, I want to say like John F. Kennedy, for instance. So like, you know, obviously he was assassinated in 63, but, you know, he kind of did a launch pad for, you know, the space program for the United States. And, you know, he also was trying to do stuff for, you know, um, like settling down with Cuba and like all these mm-hmm. things. And, you know, that's still very important. Like, well, wait, wait a minute now. If- well, wait a minute now, because uh, this is not a political podcast and we won't talk politics here. But I will <laughs> yes. say that I do think that if JFK had actually lived throughout his turn, I don't think that he would be very well liked by about anybody, including Democrats. Not at all. Hmm. Um, and it's sad to say that because you die, you're liked. 
Um, yeah. I definitely don't think that's the case. I, you know, he, his, him and his family definitely gives that political dynasty uh, or that mm -hmm. at least at one point we as Americans, we loved and we treasured. Um, and so he's got that going for him and he's got a lot of good folks that, you know, are his family members who worked in politics. So that's true. But, um, but he himself, I think if he actually lived up the term and, and made as many bad decisions as he did, then I think that, uh, I don't think that he would be well liked by anybody today. You know, it's, a, it's a good take. Yeah. Like I was kind of like thinking that, but not to that extent, but like, it definitely makes a good point because, you know, obviously what he did at that time, you know, was good. But if he went on further, who's to say that he would be better or worse kind of yeah. thing. So like kind of take appreciation for the moment for people, things that they've done in the now rather than like, you know, the what ifs in a sense. Well, it's um, almost with the, with the, the, the Soviet union thing, um, uh, you know, with the Bay of Pigs in Cuba uh, and then yeah. the shadow of the Soviet Union, that didn't have to happen, right? It happened mm -hmm. because of JFK's ego. None of that yeah. had to happen. And we remember JFK, you know, as the person who, of course, you know, the White House talked down that um, mm -hmm. and, and, to, and brought peace to that situation. But it was something that he brought rise to in the first place, right? This is tension that didn't have to exist, right? He initiated yeah, yeah. that. Um, yep. And so we praise him for getting rid of the tension, but we forget that he started it in the first place. <laughs> so it's, it's almost like praising you popping up milk that you spilled. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, it's, it. it's, it's, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, because like in a sense, he did like the, um, oh, what was it, the... Um, embargo um like he he canceled trade or something like that or like he yeah the um, embargo with cuba yeah 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 so like you know in a sense that's what also caused that tension in a sense so it's kind of like eh, there's always consequences good or bad to any decision you make yeah you know there's even like with future presidents along the line that kind of like you know helped you know certain parties you know create more chaos later on in the years kind of thing so it's kind of like you know history will always be critical of you know of the past no matter how much you try to you know try to make amends to things and things like that so it's it's very interesting like you know how impactful our decisions are even like right now like you know in this podcast you know who knows who's gonna listen to this you know in five years like who like they get impacted by it like or good or bad like that's like kind of a cool thought to think of you know <laughs> well I, as i always See, say um just to touch off a little bit of, of the leadership point or at least what i've learned is that right integrity is is doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons and mm -hmm. if you are doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons and not thinking about necessarily what happens in the future then people, when they hear you and when they see you, even if it's years down the line, they'll realize, hey, you know what? You still made me laugh or you still had a, a positive impact on my life. Even if you have completely forgotten about everything you said and did and you have no idea who they are, the fact that they are impacted shows great leadership on your part. So don't beat yourself up too much. I think uh, that this podcast definitely goes far because it's funny, it's entertaining, it's engaging, and it's just every normal day conversations and we all like that the only thing that we need though is some diner conversation in in, yeah, in my yeah. neighborhood where i'm from detroit we got coney islands yeah so these yep, kind of yep. conversations is what you would have at the coney island <laughs> lawrence uh <clears throat> lawrence i'm sorry best we can do is pop tarts and milk yeah <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, we don't, we don't have much over here. That's that's our budget. But, uh, but thank you, though. We we really appreciate it, though, Lawrence. Thank you. Speaking of Pop-Tarts, uh, all the different types of flavors Pop-Tarts there are in the world. It's like Baskin-Robbins and at this point. They got over it's 32. It's crazy. Like, I think there was like... Um, Think of like a Jolly Rancher Pop Tart, and I'm like, how does that, how does even that work? work? Yeah, <laughs> like, and which how is Jolly that a Rancher flavor? flavor? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But you know what, though, I will say, I want there to be a resurgence, and maybe President Elect Joe Biden can do this during his time of office and give us some good. There needs to be a resurgence of uh, Airheads. Oh man, seriously! I miss Airheads. He should get in the next Trump check or the Biden check, whatever <laughs> one we get first. I think there should be a special coupon slash discount slash thank you of Airheads. To the airheads. <laughs> okay, but wait a minute. Does it have to be the mystery flavor so that everyone has a different flavor that they get, or is it something of their own choosing? That's my question. That would be a huge debate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the mystery only because I, I do like the mystery flavor, but I yeah. can I can get down with the the cherry um, kind. I do love the cherry too. So green apple is my love. I love green yeah, apple. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Airheads are massively underrated. Isn't it? It's like yeah. it's, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like we all need to have a national conversation about airheads. Or what else we should do though? I really miss. Um, uh, you ever had the the candy bar one hundred grand? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I've had one hundred grand. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. People walk past them all the time, and I'm like, dude, what do you mean you don't have candy here? You got one hundred grand right here. It's right like, there. You feel rich because it's one hundred grand, but yeah. you, get a, you get your sweet tooth, you know, in check as well. So it's I got a it's great cool. texture. It does. It does. It wins for me every time. Look at that. Underrated have ever, candy. Like, have you ever like taken an airhead, like the shorter one? It's not the longer ones, but like the shorter one. Like stick it in your mouth, like having it stick out, and then like it just like bends to look like a tongue. Have you guys ever done that before? Because I certainly have. <laughs> it's like, like man, man, we got a green tongue for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're in fifth grade. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and like they had that like little like middle stripe or whatever, like that middle fold, like in the uh in the airhead so it actually looks like a tongue and i'm like yeah. yo legit i'm eating a tongue right now <laughs> <laughs> but like i always got something different uh, during halloween for whatever reason but any of the those candies or like maybe the gum that is like eyeballs that look like eyeballs oh yeah i remember those i cannot Wait. touch those things because you know it's a freaking eyeball it's, it's disgusting <laughs> yeah yeah and then don't get me started don't get me started on the candy lips things. Those are creepy. Like oh, it's candy you can. Aren't wear. they just like, wax? <laughs> yeah. I. That's why I. That's why they. They were so terrible to me as a kid. I got them and I tried to eat them and I was like, this candy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody told me. Oh, you're not supposed to be eating that. You just put it in your mouth and it's like, oh, oh look at my lips. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. What a I waste ever... of money. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever become a diabetic. It would be because of my lifelong love of Mike and Ike's, the blue box uh, in particular. I was just going to ask what kind because there's different kinds. And, you know, I was hoping you didn't choose the basic flavor. What, nothing, nothing wrong with the basics, but just like there's better ones out there. 
There are. There are. I do love the tropical kind. The tropical kind is really good. Let me tell you what you got to do with the tropical kind. You got to get you some tropical Mike and Ikes, and you have mm-hmm. to get you the Hawaiian punch, you know, that everybody gets in the red thing. Uh-huh. You have to Ooh, eat yeah, the yeah. Mike and Ikes and drink the Hawaiian punch. At the... That will send you into a diabetic coma, but I promise <laughs> you, it will be good for you. I promise. You. I thought you were, like, going to say, like, it's going to take you to a trip. I'm like, wow. Well, how have I never done this before? <laughs> I, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. And actually, Chris, you're gonna love this. So okay. um last night on my way home, I had like a sweet tooth craving. And and Chris, you know why I was gonna pick. It is disgusting, it's nobody likes it, but for some reason it's nostalgic for me. I got a bag of circus peanuts. And <laughs> I kid I you not. Those. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I found another person. Yes. So the two people the two people in America that like circus peanuts are on this podcast. What are the chances? My mother also loves the circus peanuts. And I remember I used to sneak into her room when, when she yeah. goes to the bathroom. I used to sneak in there just so I could grab one because they are so good. I still eat them to this day. I'm not even kidding you. Oh my gosh, that makes me so better. But you're gonna like get you're gonna feel hurt here in a second because when I when I was when I was getting the circus peanuts scanned in, the gas station attendant, she's like can I ask you a question? And I'm like, whoa, they're saying something else besides their script. I'm like, hey, well, yeah, sure. You can ask me a question. Like, why are you eating this garbage? And I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I'm like, what? It's like, why are you eating this garbage? And I'm like, it's nostalgic. I like it. And she's like, okay. See, I got a problem. See, I almost brought up my, my, my alter ego is named Lamar. And Lamar is the unsaved, uncultured thug, okay? You do not mess with Lamar because he will cut you wide open like a fish. And Lawrence would say, oh, she's just a precious, you know, madam who's just asking a normal question. But Lamar would say, number one, what the hell that got to do with you? (laughs) Exactly. Number two... This is really good candy. And why would you call it garbage? What you need to throw, lady, what you need to do is throw your own self in the garbage and give me this candy for free since you're talking so much. (laughs) Have a nice day. Exactly. She's just hating on you, Brand. She's just hating. I know. And I'm like, it was just, I was not expecting that. And I'm like, like, do I I judge you on your candy? Like, no. (laughs) No. I had something similar happen to me at a gas station, too, where I was getting an obscure candy. I was getting snow caps. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with snow caps. Yeah. They're chocolate chips with sprinkles, essentially. And yeah. basically, the guy is, like, scanning this up. He's just looking at it. And he's like, so what are these, man? And I was like, uh, they're like, I was going to say they're chocolate chips with sprinkles on it. But I also realized I'm <coughs> man years old. And saying sprinkles doesn't ex- there's no badass way of saying sprinkles on anything. So I'm basically like, oh, it's chocolate chips uh, with um, snow. And he's just looking at me and he goes, sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sprinkles. And then he just hands it to me and I leave. <laughs> Man, why, why are they dissing on our t- our candy taste? Because like, why do we always have to choose the basic ones like Reese's or Snickers or Hershey's? Like, let us like have variety in our life. Like, why do we have to have the the corporate candies? I'm just I'm sorry. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're good, but like you know, I, they're not going to be my favorite. I'm sorry, they're just. I'm so glad you said that, Brendan, because <laughs> I am calling for a national day of protest at whatever <laughs> gas stations y'all was at. I want everybody out there. We're gonna be out there from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. because y'all know I, I got to get home for uh, dinner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but we're gonna have a national day of protest. We shutting the whole gas station down. You can't get nothing at the gas station unless you in the. Protest protest first but uh, I, if y'all don't mind i'm gonna have to grab a bag of takis on my way home so, yeah i really like that. <laughs> you hear you heard it here first on going off topic we'll see everybody at the chevron exactly <laughs> <laughs> shutting the chevron down that's the name of the protest shutting chevron down <laughs> <laughs> Until they until they have a, a their national press secretary or the CEO or whoever come out and affirm our really good candy choices. Because I'm tired of being isolated and discriminated against. I've had enough of it. I, That's I, right. I That's right. I've had enough. Like if if any if we can like learn anything from this is that be unique, be yourself. And don't let other people dictate or tell you what to do because you are beautiful, you are amazing, and you are capable of amazing things. And don't let anyone tell you different. No, no, wait a minute. That's not what I'm saying. Because (laughs) if you put ketchup on fried chicken, you're going to hell. That's That's what's happening. You're going straight to hell. <laughs> One way ticket. You're not even seeing the receptionist. You're just straight down. Right well, down there. Obviously, there's case by case circumstances. But... Hey, as long as we point that out, because there's some people that we cannot accept in our society. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I... okay, I don't want to go that far, but I was going to say, like, certain steak choices, for instance, like, you know, how you want your steak you know, prepared and everything like that. So if, you know, you decide like, oh, I want my steak, you know, medium rare. It's like, okay, that's fine. Like, I want my steak well done. It's like, okay, that's your choice, whatever. But if you put like well done steak with like ketchup poured all over it, like, come on, what are you doing with your life, man? Just, I'm sorry. I know I'm going to hell up on that one then. <laughs> I, don't, I don't usually eat steak, but like I, I tell the if I'm at a restaurant and, you know, I'm getting steak or, you know, because everybody else is getting steak, you know, when you're in Rome, you do what the Romans do. So uh, yeah. if I'm with a lot of bougie people and they're getting steak, I'm getting steak. But I always tell the waitress, even when I get a hamburger, when they ask me how would I like it done, I always say I want it as black as me. And then <laughs> that gets them there. That, that explains right. it all. They're like, all there right. <laughs> and writing it down in their notes. Okay. <laughs> I like my steaks well done. I like my burgers well done. I don't like anything medium, medium rare, anything like that. I like it to be well done by good and faithful servant. I used to, I used to eat hot dogs with ranch on them. I used to put ranch on my hot dogs. What? You going to hell? <laughs> what, Chris? Oh man! Oh man! Look, okay, I, I thought that-, that Thanksgiving shelving shelving bowls was one thing, but ranch hot dogs. I, I don't know, man. Okay, oh, I'm know. sorry. Have you tried ranch hot dogs? Uh, there's no need. There's no need. We all know it's nasty. You're the only one who needs to be convinced at this point. 
Like, like, like ha- ha- have you tried shit? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it tastes know, like. <laughs> you going out there grabbing no toilet paper to pick up time, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Now, hear me out. I got a lot of looks in elementary school when I put the ranch on the hot dogs, including mm-hmm. someone who gave me a really dirty look, and I said, hey, just try it. So she put a little bit on there. She ate it. And now, as far as I know, she eats her hot dogs with ranch on it. And she also ended up being prom queen. So, uh, you know, I'm just telling you. Just because you're prom queen doesn't mean you made the right choices, Chris. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> That is exactly true. That is absolutely true. Oh my gosh. Well, I think we can continue to like talk forever about like ranch hot dogs and uh, rude gas station attendants, but I wanted to get into Lawrence's topic here, which I don't think we really talked about that much on this podcast, which happens to me music. And um, I think a nice little way to like bounce off of this, Lawrence, is what makes music so important like overall well oh that's that's a really (laughs) uh question um well first of all it's it's definitely a universal language um you know you know music when you hear it um you can enjoy music even in any language um i listen to sometimes um when i'm scrolling through you know like spotify or something just for some random music to listen to i'll go by the you know the arabic playlist or the the Mm. the latin Uh, countries playlist and i don't understand anything that they're saying and i usually have to google to make sure they're not saying anything that would get me on the fbi watch list (laughs) (laughs) but in the moment i enjoy it greatly um because it is a universal language and and i just think it's just a way to communicate it's a way for it and i i'm biased here because i'm musically inclined it is, it is an outlet. Like it is an outlet. It is the most authentic way that I at least express myself and how I feel. Um, mm-hmm. And some people do that through writing. Some people th- do, th- do that through painting or, you know, any artistic growth s- similar to painting. And then there are musicians. Um, and just the way that I can never understand what the hell Picasso was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Picasso knew what he was thinking half the time. No. <laughs> and the same way I see, I'd be watching, you know, sometimes you know, you'll pass by the National Geographic or the Discovery Channel. They have these art shows and these people be bidding on these art pieces, you know, one million, two million. And you're like, what? This is like somebody made it in his backyard. Like <laughs> this Jackson Pollock kind of like, you know, splatter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got three nieces. I can cover their hands and paint. They can paint all up on the board. I can sell it for five hundred grand. <laughs> I'm in the wrong business. Uh, so, so, in the same way that I cannot understand those kind of artistic abilities and how they express themselves, is the same way with music creation um, that you know most people do not understand mu- musicians. They love the music, but if you are in the process of creating the music people just don't get you. They don't understand you um, because it is your outlet. It is your language um, Mm -hmm. that you just have. So it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to have. Yeah. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Um, On the way you were saying like, you know, it's another language, you know, like a mode of communication. 
um, that that couldn't ring any truer because um, my girlfriend and I, we have a playlist we share together on Spotify. She is more inclined to lyrical music. So like words mean a lot to her. You know, when she reads the lyrics of a song, it really like holds true to her. Now I'm the complete opposite. Like um, I enjoy the lyrical music, but to me, the instrumentals like give me more emotion than any words could. And, you know, there could be words in a song, but like, to me, I look more to, and maybe this is because I'm like, you know, huge bias when it comes to sound, but like, I look at the instruments, I look at, you know, the synths, I look at, you know, any other ambient sounds and I find more emotion into that. And that's why in a sense, I like, you know, more like electronic or, you know, uh, lo-fi hip hop or, um, classical or jazz is my ultimate favorite genre. And like that admits something more than what, you know, a love song does to me in a sense. So it's, it, it is interesting. Like it is kind of like an extra sense for humans, you know, that we don't necessarily think about ahead of time because thinking like, Oh, this is a nice song. But it's like, why do I like this song? Is it because of what's being said? Is it because of how it sounds? Is it the way it makes me feel? Like, or is it all of it? Like, yeah, I'm, I, I definitely feel you there. I, I'm a vocalist, and um, I love like lyrical music is definitely what what attracts me more. So I'm probably the polar opposite uh, of you, Brandon. But it, it's those lyrics that I concentrate on more. And if mm-hmm. I'm listening to a song that has bad lyrics, I will turn it. I don't care how good the beat is, but <laughs> I will turn it off. <laughs> I'll go to another song because yeah. the lyrics are rack or, you know, the lyrics are saying something that I just don't agree with. Um, yeah. And so I, I tend to, to turn it. But I think it's the, the interesting part is, especially for artists, um, it's for them it's it's their craft and it's a combination of both especially if you are a vocalist right mm-hmm. that music behind there is uh, a support to you and your vocals and the lyrics and you want it all to go well the worst thing that can happen is if you write a good song i'm a songwriter too but if you write a good song and you're on a terrible or whack beat or melody Right. Mm. Then it's like, oh, yep. my God, these lyrics are so impactful. They touch my heart. They mean a lot. And I really want to listen. But that beat, though, no, it's like it's just it's like really good graphics in a video game with terrible gameplay. Exactly. And yeah. At this point, at that point, it's basically poetry done, you know, <clears throat> with, you know, random noises in a sense. It's yeah, like, exactly. Why am I listening to this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, back in the day, I actually started a band. Not many people know this. Uh, it was me and one other How long guy. ago, Chris? How long uh, ago? Uh, this was maybe uh, 10 years ago, um, uh, around that time. And uh, the, what I've learned, uh, and Lawrence, I, I'm sure you could correct me on this, but uh, what I learned is all you need to have a band is just a name. You don't even have to have talent or anything. You just have a name and you're, you're good to go. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yes. So basically, uh, my, the, the what we were known as, we were known as uh, Saskra, and Saskra is an acronym, and it stands for uh, the Super Atomic Sex Guns of Ronald Reagan's America. Saskra. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, this is going to be so hard to believe. We never got to book a gig. Um, wow. But yeah, uh, hard to believe. So I know. So surprising. But uh, our whole thing was, uh, you know, you just have to say you're in a band. And, you know, just hope that nobody asks you to perform. 
And if somebody has to perform, that's just when your IBS kicks in and you have to leave immediately. And, <laughs> you know, but uh, that's what I've learned uh, is that you really all you need is just a name and another person and you're technically a band. So how, how true is that, uh, Lawrence? I, I think it's very true because I, <laughs> I, I get a lot of people. It's like, you know, especially when you sing or you're an artist or you're in a band or anything like that, when you're doing anything in music, of course, people will send you music all the time just for you to listen to, get your feedback mm -hmm. on and things of that <clears> sort. <throat> and, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. Uh, I feel blessed uh, to be one of those people that, you know, people actually want to hear speak and, and, and give my opinion on. But I get folks who send me maybe like a draft, a rough draft of music. And I'm like, oh, my God, how do I tell them that this is whack? Like, I would <laughs> never share this. I would never send this out. I would never even create this. Because the downside is, though, because when you are commenting on that, and, and, and this is, I'm sure you would uh, understand, Chris, when, when you are an artist and you're in, in, you're in the singer and you're making your own music, it's a part of who you are. Right. Your music, your art, it's it's showcasing everything that is you. It sounds like you. It feels like you. It is you. And so if I say that I don't like it, then as an artist, you take it as me saying I don't like you and yeah. not that I don't yeah. like your song. Yeah. And so that's the difficult part, because it's like when I hear a whack song or a whack, whack rough draft, uh, you know, it's like I want to tell them to abort, abort, abort immediately, <laughs> do something yeah. else, keep your day job. <laughs> you know, at the same time, you have to understand and walk that fine line that this is who they are. Um, and so it's better to encourage them on things that they can do differently and new yeah. um, and just give your taste taste in it. And maybe they'll go back to the drawing board and do something different. And if mm. they don't, you just hope that along the line when they're listening to that song a thousand times and getting ready for that final uh, draft that they realize this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> See, this conversation has given me all the inspiration I need to revive Saskra and rebrand us as the experimental jazz heavy metal polk music that we were meant to be. There you go. That's there you go. <laughs> Let me that tell you is beautiful. What I've learned is there is enough room in the market for podcasts, for music, that just about anybody could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's one of the few things that I can think of besides food where it re-triggers a memory that you can think of. So like you know, when you yeah. hear a certain song, you can transport yourself back into that time where you either first heard it or some particular event happened when you heard that song. Um, and I feel like not many things on this rock can make you do that unless you like re unless you go to a place or reenact something. But like, I feel like music's more powerful where like you can like go right back in your mind and just go back to where you were at that time. And that's a very powerful tool that it can do that. That's what yeah. makes music. You know, I'm, I'm 26 years old. I started um, as a worship leader when I was 15, just before my 16th birthday. Mm -hmm. And so over 10 <laughs> years now um, that I've been singing on stage in front of people. And one thing that I've learned is that it doesn't really matter. Or, you know, obviously you want to have a good voice, but that is not as important because people probably won't remember 
you know, the times that you messed up or how good you sounded mm-hmm. upon that song, they will remember, though, how you made them feel. People don't show up to a Beyonce concert because they want to hear Beyonce sing. They can do that on the right. by listening to the radio. They can do that by listening to Spotify. They show up because of how they feel when they're in the room with her. And that is where uh, an artist's ability um, really comes out, really rolls out in full force because of how you make people feel. And it's, it's by taking people back to a time that they may have forgotten about or reminding them of a person that they love or may have forgotten about. It's things of that sort. Or maybe, you know, uh, the one song for me uh going from fifth grade to sixth grade that all of us was trying to dance to because the older kids was dancing to it uh was sierra's and missy elliott's a uh, one two step you know everybody oh, yes. one two step i love it so everybody loved that song and and i remember even you know and it's a it's a simple song but i remember what it felt like to sing that song i remember in that moment what it was like to try to dance to that song and it was very hard we watched a lot of youtube and missy elliott trying to get the dance down <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh but you know it's it's those things like that that really make or break an artist or a band or or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. uh i want to ask uh you lawrence that uh you you're actually involved in music uh pretty heavily and uh you're you're even on spotify um so i i guess i was uh just wanting to kind of go into what got you started into your own music path uh, yeah, so I've I've been writing uh, songs since 2014 is when I started writing songs, um, and I don't know, you know, my my grandmother was a singer, uh, she was in the choir. Uh, my mother was also a worship leader. My sister was, my cousin was, um, and so I've got a family, you know, uh, full of singers, right? My mother and all of her children can sing. Um, and so when I started writing songs, like for real songs, um, it was a shock to me because I couldn't believe that. Um, and it's weird. I know this is sound weird, but I can just I, I could be walking through the grocery store. I can be at school. I could be anywhere. And I just hear the music in my head. And mm. the first song that I wrote, um, I actually heard that song in a dream. I was asleep. Mm. I was dreaming mm. and I heard the song and I woke up. And I was still singing the song and I was I searched the Internet and I couldn't find the song anywhere. I'm like, I know I heard this song somewhere because, you know, I'm not going crazy. This is definitely a memory. Um, And so I asked my sister. um, I like sung the song to her and she's like, I've never heard that song before. And then I realized that I was now doing something that I had never done before, um, writing songs, writing music. And it has literally been that way ever since and the funny thing about it is growing up with especially with my younger sister we will make up a song about anything anything literally we we got a song that we made up about taco bell we have a (laughs) we have a song that we made up about poor people up on the street and we literally have a song that's entitled anything and it just goes anything 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 (laughs) and it's a whole song that we sing and we sing it in full harmony you know she breaks out into the soprano and the alto i hold down the tenor sometimes i'll lead and so it's always been there 
But when I really started writing for real, I realized that this was actually a gift that I had and not just something um, that I was just playing around with just because it was so fun and funny. And although I still do that with my younger sister, um, I actually now I write songs for real. Um, and I hope that I write it that way is it's impactful to the listener. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I, yeah, I think that's a great point. And, and just sort of commenting on the dream aspect. Uh, I'm kind of the same way with with my stuff. Uh, I've I've had plenty of dreams that have led to me writing stories that I you know turned into short films or I turned into animations. Um, so I completely understand, and you can get a lot of good stuff from just you know listening to your dreams and and sort mm-hmm. of being aware. And uh, you know I, I I sort of feel bad because there are some people who don't remember dreams as much. I mean I have dreams anytime. Uh, yeah, Brandon, I know. <clears throat> I have dreams. I have dreams every time I shut my eyes. Every time I blink, I have a dream, essentially. (laughs) That's how I am so, I've always been very susceptible to dreams. And that's one of the reasons why I've always been an advocate for sleeping. I love to sleep because I just go on these mini adventures anytime I go to bed. uh, And I rarely have nightmares. So I got a pretty good deal in terms of uh, (laughs) like just shutting your eyes and suddenly you're on a planet fighting aliens and your master chief dropping out of, uh, you know. Uh, sci-fi airplanes doing all kinds of crazy stuff and it's like an adventure every time but yeah you i i get a lot of inspiration from my dreams as well so i i totally relate to you on that it's just funny to see it to cross over to another sort of entertainment creative medium with music um it's just yeah it's just cool to see yeah, I I just think it's it's really natural for us, um, and and I don't want to start preaching because this this isn't a, a religious podcast, <laughs> but, but I believe that that there is a God, and I believe that that God created all of us, and I believe that that God is creative Himself, um, mm-hmm. and He created us in His image, which means we are also creative. And so if God has given you a gift uh, of creativity, which I believe that he has given to all of us in different forms, then it's about using it. It's about perfecting it. And it's something that can't be matched. Right. So your sound would never sound like anybody else. Even if you like that person, there's a lot of artists that I like, a lot of artists that I love. And I definitely sing along and jam along to just like everybody else in the shower or, (laughs) you know, (laughs) when you're in your car, you just be rocking it and going with it. Um, And it's it's okay if you are an artist uh, and you're thinking about the next step. I think this is for you. It's okay to not meet their expectations okay it is okay to not sound like them when you sing you won't you have your own sound you have your own creative gift that god has given you you just got to learn how to be comfortable number one in that gift and learn how to perfect your own gift and it's okay if you are not as loud if you are not as boisterous or if you are not as soft tone, because I, I know some people who have a loud and boisterous voice and mm. people look to them because they have that loud and boisterous voice. And they tell me all the time, Lawrence, I just want to be soft. Like I just want to sing chill and be mellow and things of that sort. Um, and so that's, that's interesting there, but it's, it's important that you utilize your creativity in the way that makes you happen in the way that fulfills you, man, we're getting deep on this podcast tonight. I'm just going to say right now, (laughs) getting a lot of truth out here. Um, man, like I hate to cut it too. Cause like this has been an incredible episode, Lawrence, thank you so much for coming on here, but I think we do have to, close out for a time here but um i want to go ahead and um 
plug in uh, some stuff that you have available for our listeners here. Um, you have an incredible podcast, which I got to say, listeners, I am a frequent listener of it. You got to check it out. But my take with Lawrence Williams, it's, it is so good. Let, let, what do you got for listeners here? Why don't you give them a little example, like what they can expect? Thank you. So it's it's um, it's a politically entertaining podcast. I want people to be educated and informed, and I want to make you laugh at the same time. Um, so if you think this is great, this is exactly what's on my take with Lawrence Williams. Um, and I just deep dive into the political issues. It's not bipartisan. It's nonpartisan. I'm going directly for the truth. Um, no matter where it takes me, um, I'm for justice, no matter who it's for or against. And so I think that's what people can expect with uh, my take with Lawrence Williams. So you can get that anywhere you get your podcast. Um, listen to it anytime. Give me your feedback if you can. Um, and I just hope that you enjoy it. That, yep. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And uh, Lawrence, I got to say, I, I just I don't know what you're going to talk about, though. I can't think of a single thing uh, in the political <laughs> landscape that that there would be anything worth talking about so man i I mean i wish you luck but uh man i just i'm racking my brain i can't come up with anything so it's a very very tough topic it is a very very (laughs) tough topic but i think i think it's good because um i i i've been able and and it's definitely god's grace Uh, i've been able to navigate it in a way where it's not so partisan right this is people don't watch cable news because it's so partisan and because it's all political commentary to the the point where you know sometimes i watch cable news and they have an idea or they have a topic and they start talking about it and then they have to bring on the republican representative and then the democratic representative and then i'm just sitting there like i don't want to hear any of this just tell me (laughs) the truth and so i can go Uh, And so that's that's what my take with Lawrence Williams is all about. It's just getting straight to the truth, telling the truth and letting you go. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. For our listeners, you can go ahead in the description of this episode. You can find the links to this and it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And what were some of the other ones, Lawrence? Uh, Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. All right. You heard here. Heard from the source. And we also have available... Um, Lawrence actually just released a single the not too long ago. Yeah, um, it's which so good. We we got a chance to listen to it before um, we record this episode. Highly, highly recommend it. And is Brandon just, and I? Brandon and I already added it to our like songs on our Spotify playlist. Yep, we did. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. It's definitely meant to be one of those songs, just like the upcoming EP that is soon to be released sometime in December. It is definitely going to be one of those songs that cross genres um, from gospel to R&B. And that it's also it it will make you think about that person that you love, that you cherish. Um, And so I want you to be able to play it, um, whether you're sitting with your spouse, whether you're thinking about a friend or loved one, whether you're 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 getting married and you want it as a a, a wedding song. You can definitely do that. Or you just want to chill. It's one of those soft R&B. B uh, kind of songs um, that you can uh, take a listen to. And that's going to be the way of the whole EP. So I hope you enjoy it. It's called I Found Someone um, by Lawrence Williams. Uh, really anywhere that you're getting music now, Amazon, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. Um, you can get it on iHeartRadio, Deezer, um, really anywhere. Um, and more to come, including title uh, in just a few days. So 
uh, it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm sure that you're going to love it. I think my favorite, favorite line is definitely the first line. Um, every time I walk away, you keep me coming back for more. That is definitely yeah. my favorite line. Um, so but yeah, line. you'll love it. <laughs> yep. And once again, you guys can check that out in the description, also in our social media platforms too. Um, but once again, Lawrence, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on this episode of Going Off Topic. We loved having you on, and we'd love to have you on again sometime in the future. And uh, yes, just wanted to say, had an absolute blast. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on this episode of Going Off Topic. You can check us out on our social media platforms. You can check us out and all our podcasting platforms and all that like you have been. And I just want to thank you for entertaining, having us entertain your time with us and have a good evening, morning, afternoon, or anything in between. Ranch on hot dogs. Try it. No, don't try it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. All right, listeners, here's a little bit of I Found Someone by Lawrence Williams. I found someone, someone like my own. listeners thank you again for checking out this new episode of the going off topic podcast if you like this episode or hearing our lovely voices go ahead and give us a five-star rating a thumbs up or a positive review on all our podcasting platforms which now includes spotify apple podcast podbean google play stitcher and soundcloud for more information or updates about the channel go ahead and check us out on facebook or instagram chris and i want to thank you again for listening to us going off topic we hope to see you again on the next episode see you around listeners the s'mores pop tarts are the best for me. So if there's s'mores pop tarts, then you got a deal. S'mores, hmm. let's see. With you, man. Let's s'mores pop tarts hmm. are delicious. Just, yeah. Let's, let's see what I got in the bag here. Uh, oh, it looks like we only have uh, strawberry, but not the frosting one. The regular non-frosting strawberry pop tarts. They used to give us at school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they gave us for breakfast at school and then they say we used to ask you know why why y'all cheating us why y'all didn't give us the frosting on it well we don't want y'all to have too much sugar like <laughs> it's a pastry it's a pastry like come on it is sugar it's the most ridiculous thing like even without the frosting it's still sugary so just give yeah. us the frosting and stop cheating us our tax dollars <laughs> pay for this and we deserve frosting on our pop tarts <laughs> that's right that's right you know,